0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a playoff edition of Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia 76ers have taken a 2-0 lead in the first round against the Brooklyn Nets. Dare I say we have a positive outlook on Doc Rivers and his playoff situations. Teams that go up 2-0 are 308-26 and 26. Overall, that's on 90% clip. So, the Sixers are looking good. The Sixers are looking good. They're handling business. And I was never worried about the first round. You know, the keys to the game pretty much came in exactly how Nat and I broke down before game one, as we expected them to, as we wanted them to. Now... The focus goes up to Brooklyn. And as you go up to Brooklyn, you have to keep that same mentality. You have to control the game, control the pace of the game, weather the storm, and fight back. It's going to be a a muck-up game, I think. Game two was a muck-up game. Sixers prevailed. And we'll get into that. Game one was what you expected, kind of like a blowout. Game three, Brooklyn's crowd, Brooklyn is going to be, you know, anticipating that that energy that their crowd is going to bring them and coming back home. So it's going to be important for the Sixers to weather that storm. We'll get in that game three later on. But let's talk about game one. So game one, the Sixers won 121 to 101. And they controlled the clock. The role players stepped up. P.J. Tucker showed his worth, and good God almighty, finally, the Philadelphia 76ers did not blow a 20-point lead. And that's what we were concerned about. And they held on to it. Tobias Harris looks like he is going to be consistent. It's only been two games, but so far he's been consistent. Game one, he played almost 30 minutes, had 21 points, four rebounds, four assists. Solid game. P.J. Tucker did a lot a lot of stuff that didn't show up in the box score but he hit two big threes he had seven boards and James Harden and Embiid you didn't really need much from them 26 and 23 Harden had 13 assists and they got out and rested Maxie had 13 little subpar game in game one we'll talk about his, his performance in game two. And Paul Reed gave you 11 and 13 minutes. This is the key, the keys to advancing. Letting your role players get involved. Letting the bench score. It helps that the Sixers hit 21 three-pointers the first game. Now you knew they weren't going to hit 21 three-pointers the second game. You know the as and flow of basketball. There was just no way that was going to happen. And you kind of, and At least I knew and some people I talked to knew it was going to be a struggle game two coming out, and they were down at half. But, you know, they were still down at half, and they're still a favorite, minus 290 to win the game. So that tells you that the Sixers were just going to prevail. You know, Brooklyn was going to come out with that pace and energy. The same pace and energy Brooklyn came out in game two, they They're going to bring out in game three. So that's why the Sixers just got to weather the storm, you know, and play their game. You play your game, you weather the storm, everything will will work out. It's game, it's round one. I'm not I'm not all uppity up in round one when you're handling business. You're doing exactly what you need to do to handle this business. Get them in, get them out, stay healthy. Game two, sixers one ninety-six eighty-four, and you know, Mikhail Bridges had 21, he had, uh 30 something in the first, 21 in the second game. Cam Johnson showed up, 28 points. But those guys, those bulls is tired. They're playing 40 40 minutes. They don't get a break. Jacques Vaughn keep running them that many minutes because they're going to get tired. And the, and the Sixers are going to just walk, keep walking them down. Tyrese Maxey played 40 minutes and had 33, monster game. He did exactly what Nat said, get downhill, use that speed, be the cheetah, as Nat said. And the things worked out. Tobias Harris had a double-double, 20 points, 12 rebounds. And B, 20 and 19 boards. So you weren't going to let him score. So he just said, okay, I'm going to focus my game and do my own in-game adjustment and crash the boards with, with Tobias. And Harden gave you, you know, a subpar game, but he controlled the game. He got people where they needed to be. He did exactly what a point guard would do in in those times. So it was perfect. Perfect execution. uh, Perfect walk down. You knew as the game was prevailing and unfolding that the Sixers were going to win this game. When they came out in the third quarter... And and took control of the third quarter. And it was key. It was real key. Because Doc Rivers called a quick timeout. Quick timeout. In the third quarter. And kind of looked at these guys and was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And that jump started them in the third quarter. They outscored Brooklyn in the third quarter, 24-14. And then outscored them in the fourth quarter, 28-21. Let me bring in Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, Mr. Nat Marlowe. What's happening, Nat?
1: Well, t Well, I think overall you're spot on, but this is, uh, it's almost like role reversal. The last time we were on, you said, you're not looking past Brooke- Brooklyn in any way, shape, or form, because my mind was already on Boston. Now come this next episode, we watched two games, and I'm like, oh, oh, crap, Brooklyn's not going down without a fight. Yeah, the Sixers took care of business in game one and game two, but... Brooklyn made them work for it. So I do think Brooklyn is going to take a game in this series, if not two games. I mean, take a look at Toronto last season. So I do believe that the Sixers are going to win, but Brooklyn is definitely going to make them work for it. But yeah, you're spot on with getting the role players involved. You're spot on with what we talked about last week and like Tyrese using that speed and being effective and efficient out on the floor. And I I got some breaking news for you, and I texted you this before before we began, and it's another role reversal thing. And I said to you, (laughs) I said to you, I like playoff PJ.
0: I mean, listen, I almost drove off the road when I saw that text message. (laughs) I was cracking up. You didn't think you'd see the day. No, no, I didn't. I really didn't, but I knew eventually it would come and you just had to pay attention to what he does in the game and not so much what his box score says or his halftime stat says. And I knew once I could get you to focus on that, you know, you would uh, come around.
1: Right. Especially that second half of game two game. The first half of that game, everyone was asleep and then. Once, once Doc Rivers calls that timeout, which is another thing I love, by the way, everyone got in gear. He gives the come on speech and everyone's like, all right, let's go. And PJ Tucker goes off as well. Sets up a lot of great passes, gets a lot of good rebounds, creates second chance opportunities for the guys around him. That is huge. And it, I thought I was looking for defense out of the guy. Man, playoff P.J. can play offensively as well. I mean, he might not get you buckets, but, you know, he creates opportunities for the guys around him. And, and that's what I need from P.J. Tucker. And that's Move what I feet. was exp-
0: – yeah, and that's what I was trying to explain to you uh, last time we were together. Dude, watch how he creates open space because, you know, we're talking about Doc. um, And we got a clip for you for Doc. But, you know, Doc called that halftime, that at halftime, you know – message, you know, it was like one minute into the third quarter when he called that timeout. It was right after Spencer did Woody Lale. And you know,
1: he gave that speech like, come on. Like, come on, let's go. For this team to wake up. It's the speech where you know where your manager of work is giving you a hard time because he knows you can do better. and He just looks at you and goes, dude, come on. Be real. Right. Like, it, are we it,
0: really letting this happen? We really letting this happen after all we went through, you know. So the team responded right after that. Maxie nailed he he nailed a uh, a second chance corner three that was set up by your boy PJ Tucker. Harris hit a, H- Harris turned a, a steal into a fast break dunk, and then Jock Vaughn calls a timeout, but that didn't help him because Tobias Harris was really aggressive. He was playing in the zone defense. He was determined to to get to the basket and find a way getting Embiid the ball in the middle of the floor. So, you know, they were trying to, I I liked how the Sixers didn't force feed Embiid. They kind of just let it go. And Doc talked about that in postgame. If you keep moving the ball and moving moving around on the court, the ball's going to find Embiid in a one-on-one. Or it's going to find Embiid in a spot where he can go to work and cook. You know, don't don't try to force the ball to Embiid, because if you force the ball, force feed Embiid, you're giving Brooklyn an opportunity to run different angles of a double or triple team at him. And you're also causing havoc on the team not being in the right spot when Embiid is ready to pass out of that double. So let the game come to you. You know, off the ball spacing is always fluid against a scrambling opponent. So let the Nets keep scrambling around, scrambling around. You know Tucker in the Tucker in the corner 3, Harris in the dunker spot. And then you got MB working in the middle of the court. It's funny because Charles Barkley said he would let MB score 50 and try to stop stop the role players from scoring. That's the only way Brooklyn can can win. That would be his adjustment. But Embiid already scores 35 a game in 28 minutes. So what's another 15 points for Embiid to score to 50? And Barkley also said, but the wide-open shots that Maxi um Melton, all these wide-open shots these guys are getting, he said they're, they're practice gym shots. He says you're in the gym practicing there because they're wide-open gym shoot-around shots. Well, that's the whole point, Chuck. We want our guys to have wide open shoot around shots, and I thought that was hilarious that he called them shoot around shots. But he, but that's the that's what Embiid creates. That's what having Tucker and Harrison certain spots on the court create. That's what Hart and Embiid create. They create those, as as Charles Barkley says. <laughs> I just find it hilarious. Shoot around, shoot around, practice shots. So continue to do that. You're not going to get that much up in Brooklyn. It's going to it's going to be a rough start. Brooklyn's going to come out with fire, and you're just going to have to uh weather the storm. A net, play that cut from uh, Doc Rivers from post game.
2: We got stops. on defense in the second half was was terrific, um, and then we moved the ball and trusted offensively. So, because we talked about something at halftime, I, I I thought we wasted the whole first half, literally just running random, not trusting, uh, not trusting our sets. You know, I talked in the, at halftime is why do we run skeleton if we're not going to run it in the game? And we drew up a play, first play we didn't run it. So I thought we needed to talk about it and, you know, I'll give credit. From that point on, I thought our execution was was unbelievable. Uh, we got guys to the right space, Joel was patient, James was patient. We moved the ball, we got every shot we wanted. That was a hard game because we, we, we got outside of ourselves in the first half. So I thought that we were forcing it, we were trying, you know, nothing selfish, but we were trying to score, all of us, instead of they're giving you the answers with their traps. Trust your stuff. Trust your spacing. Move the ball, and the right guys are going to end up with the ball. And if we do it enough, eventually, Joe, you're going to get one on ones, and then you're going to you're going to dominate the game. And I thought we did that in the second half.
0: So, Doc, Doc even it t- touched on what we just what we talked about. that he touched on the fact that the second half the energy was better, and the team responded better.
1: And that shows good leadership on Doc Rivers. you know I never thought I would praise Doc Rivers in a playoff game, but it, it was the same thing that we wanted Doc to do in the Hawks series two years ago and what we always wanted Brett Brown to do, adjust. And what, it, what has been Doc Rivers been doing these first two games consistently well? Adjusting. He's done a great job of that. Now that's going to be put to the test when he's got to do that on the road because again, Brooklyn they have their backs against the wall right now. I think this is going to be them at their most dangerous and you know they're going to take one. It's not going to be a sweep. I don't care what anyone says at this point. It's it, there's no way the Sixers sweep in Brooklyn. So you got to take one on the road here. And I I don't
0: yeah, know but what Brooklyn the, Nah, Brooklyn Brooklyn they know they don't they don't match up well with the Sixers. They're a young team that's still trying to put it together. They've only been together 25, 27 games, and they're just outmatched. When you got an Embiid and a Hardy playing the way they're playing and these role players playing in a zone right now, you it's hard for a young up and coming team like Brooklyn to feel like they can steal a game. That's true, but Brooklyn is making them work and that, that's fine i don't mind them making the sixers work because then that doesn't keep them comfortable keep working and that's the whole point because we've seen this team when they don't work when they don't work this this team in the cities are in shambles keep working because you have a big test coming up a huge test coming up you want to get through the first round Injury free, no bumps and bruises, no scars and nicks, and more or less four wins. Sweet. In and out. Handle them like a first round team should be handled. As you guys being the number three seed in the in the NBA Eastern Conference. Get them in, get them out, and then you rest. And you get mentally prepared for a battle. That you have not been through until now. Coming up on the other side, we're gonna break down game three, give you the keys to game three, and we're gonna talk a little more six hoops, playoff hoops. I'm yours big t Well, that's my man Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Full Court Press. Grab your Drake's family. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks.
1: Hey Vito! Hey yo, want you say? Hold
3: on. Hey, cheese steak! Cheese steak!
1: Coming off! Coming off! Yeah, 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 yeah. we got burgers. He what's a burger? What does he want? A burger? got the cheesesteak. Hey, get the cheese steak. Yeah, yeah, the awesome. steak. yeah. yeah, yeah. The the Forget about it. Drop the phone. Wait, wait, what, what, what do you want? Cheese steak or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger! Hey, Pop, he wants a cheesesteak and a burger on one bun. What does he want? We do that? We
3: don't do that. Well, we don't, we do, we don't that do, that. do that. Get exclusive player photos, team
1: videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. download the app for free at Sixers.com slash app. What's going on, y'all? This is Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic. And you're listening to my man T. Will on the Four court press. Make sure you stay locked in. Great information. Sign up now for Sixers camps presented by Roth. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you
3: go, give me five.
1: From the ages of five to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Ah! Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610 668 7676. One, two,
3: three, <laughs> seven, four! Hey, it's Cuz hanging on the full court press. I love this podcast, my man T. Will. And let me tell you, is there anything better than basketball and so Primo hoagies? I'm sorry. It's the greatest, all right? So I get my full core press, and I got my Primo, and then I watch my 10, 9, 8, 76ers. It's the greatest in the world. Let me tell you about Primo hoagies. Using only the finest thuman meats and cheeses made fresh to order. All right, they got that seeded roll, which is the key to the sandwich. See, the roll of the bread, it's always about to fall off your bread, always about it. And that bread is baked fresh in store every couple hours. I'm telling you, it's the key to an amazing sandwich. I've known Primo's since they were the original on Brittany Street. Now over 80 locations across the Delaware Valley alone, it is the greatest, and it's why I've always said, it's not just a hoagie, uh-uh, it's a primo. So do yourself a favor when you're watching ball, make sure you go to primohogies.com, look for the nearest incredible primo, and uh, get yourself some heaven.
0: Look, I tell you guys all the time Let me tell you about List Landscaping Innovations My guy, Steven List I mean If you got any water issues In your basements or foundation cracks You got any Still water sitting in the yard Any saturation My man, Steven List And his crew will take care of you He specializes in giving you a dry outdoor experience. Now, I hate having water sitting on the patio and still water sitting around. Steven Lisp, he put a French drain around my pool. That water runs away. It was the best thing I did. So I've used him. I know about him. He stands by what he does. So if you have any stormwater collection, downspouts, some pumps, You need uh, new PVC piping. You need sod installation to keep the lawn green. Landscaping installation. Outdoor lighting, hardscaping, landscape designs. Concrete, pavers, retaining walls, grills, gazebos, tents, barbecues. Gotta hit my guy Steve Lisk I'm telling you, you would not be disappointed. Everyone will come over and you want to show off the backyard and they will say, you know, oh, my God, who, who did all this work? And you're going to tell them, list landscaping innovation. Process is easy. Set up a phone or on-site consultation. Draw up a plan. Steve will take care of the township and engineer coordination and let him uh, fulfill the project and execute. And then you will have a place where your backyard turns into just a place to look at to the place to be at. So if you're looking for that outdoor VIP living, check my guy out, Steven Lisk. 856-931-5475. 856-931-5475. Or check him out on IG at Steven Lisk Nat. Listen, the Sixers, man. Steve, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna call Steve and tell him to go up to Brooklyn and just roll up the nets in some side. Because there's so much concrete up there, they're going to need a little grass to lay on because the Sixers are coming up there to, to take two. <laughs> <laughs> Sixers go to take two. The nets need to get a little comfy. I'm going to send Steve up there with some side to, to, to lay out there for them so they can uh, relax a little bit. The Sixers look good, but I, I, like I said, I'm not uppity up. I'm not, you know, all googly eye and saying this is different this is different this is special docs adjusting we never seen this but we have seen this before we've seen this before you want to know what's different going into the second round playing boston come back to philly up 2 0 or with a split one one that would be different that would get my juices pumping because now you have a fighter's chance coming home to Philly. Would you agree with me on that?
1: Yeah, that'd be huge. I mean, here's the, you split 1-1, one, one, that makes a world of difference against a team like Boston. You, you split a series 1-1, one, one, that makes a world of difference against a team like Milwaukee. You split the series 1-1 one, one, once you get to the finals, uh, assuming you're not going to have that home field advantage, that's going to be huge. For the Sixers.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and not not for nothing, you you said Milwaukee. Milwaukee's in some trouble. I feel like, I honestly feel like Miami sandbagged that game against Atlanta because they matched up better against Milwaukee than they did Boston. I really do. And I can see Spolstra (laughs) doing that. I can see for doing that because Miami does not look like the same team that played Atlanta in the playing tournament no, to get they that seven seed.
1: They look like a shell of their former selves. It's yeah. wild to watch.
0: Nat, let's talk about game three. Up in Brooklyn, we have your Philadelphia 76ers going up to the Brooklyn Nets. Game three. NBA playoffs, we got to give you the keys, the keys to this game. Thursday night, 7.30. Brooklyn still has tickets available. I looked. I thought about it. Still thinking about it. Potentially could pull it off. I might go up there now. that. Tickets are not are, are are fairly cheap. So we'll see. We will see. But Nat, talk to me. The keys to the Sixers victory for game
1: three falls in the hands of who? This, I, I mean, this is like you can't just rely on one person this series. You got like this the way this Sixers team is, you gotta utilize everybody if you want true success. Where, uh, where game, are you leading? Game three falls on James Harden. Yeah, he needs a better game after game two. He picked I, it up in the second half like everyone else, but in the first half he was uh, he was struggling big time. I need the beard
0: to control this game, temper down expectations, and be a general on the court. Look for Embiid early and often. Get Maxi Harris, Melton, Yang, all in position to score. And I want to need that playoff PJ Tucker. Weather the storm the first the first half. James Harden needs to cook. He needs to cook and let the Nets know that they have no chance in winning. That's the keys to the third to game three, James Harden. Now to follow up James Harden, your other keys, besides controlling controlling the pace and weathering the storm, is Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris to continue to be consistent. Continue to keep that pressure on those on those guards. Continue to use your size and your athletic ability and your experience over the younger upstarted Nets. You do that, and like Doc says, run the plays and trust the plays that are called You'll be headed into Saturday at 1 o'clock up 3-0 looking to close out the Brooklyn Nets. And you have an hour, 25-minute, hour, 45-minute ride home. You're in your own beds. Your feet are up. You're comfortable. And you're waiting to see who your next opponent is. What do you think, Nat?
1: Absolutely, yeah, because James Harden passed the ball around. Like what we discussed about on the previous episode, I don't need you scoring 20-25 each playoff game. Why don't you you showcase this new style of play? Showcase this new James Harden. Get those 10-11 assists a game. Be the floor general. Facilitate. Because that's what's going to make you successful in the playoffs going forward. Especially if we don't want to see the ghost... Of playoff, James Harden passed. He was a ghost on the court to begin with, and we don't want to see that ghost again. <laughs> I know what you're so, saying. So, multiple layers to the uh, <laughs> multiple layers layers to the paranormal, right there. But yeah, be that floor general. You're spot on with it. I can't I can't rely on him being the only point getter on the team because that's only going to set you up for failure right there. I love this new era of Sixers basketball, where you can have everyone a scoring threat, and not like the the deep three game where we saw in Game One. Like, no, get those guys the layups, find those guys with the with the open shot, create opportunities. So yeah, get Joel and involved. You know he's going to be involved. Get PJ Tucker involved. Get Tyrese Maxey that speed involved. Tobias Harris. Been pretty consistent lately. Maintain that consistency with being aggressive on both sides of the ball. Jalen McDaniels, I still need more out of him. Make your layups, Jalen McDaniels, please. Hey, that's not listen. That listen, the whole
0: team didn't make layups. If you look at game one, the first five to seven minutes of the game. Harden missed a handful of layoffs. P.J. missed a handful of
1: layoffs. Embiid missed a couple layoffs. You're right, but with Jalen McDaniels, it's been a struggle all season. Like, it, come nah, on. This is playoff time.
0: Listen, he, I can't beat up on McDaniels. I can't go there. You, I'll let you do that. I <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we just want to see the consistency continue up in Brooklyn. That's all. That's all. Now,
1: what what do you what do you think? Have you been keeping an eye on the NBA a little bit, the playoffs? The Eastern Conference, not the West, outside of uh outside of the Clippers winning without uh Paul George. So you haven't seen Golden State and Sacramento? I did I did hear Sacramento got that big win, but the games have been on uh too late for me to watch. I'm listen, I've been locked in. I got
0: little sleep watching game two and my observation from game one and two golden state it looks like golden state is playing themselves when they were young and up and coming i mean it is crazy to watch crazy to watch it is it is envy if you have an opportunity to stay awake and watch these two teams go at it they're about to go to game three in uh, Santa Clara, we're, cold, we're at Golden State. The Kings are up 2-0. The Kings are a fun, fun team to watch. They remind
1: me so much of when Golden State was about to break through. Speaking of which, do you do you want to hear a fun fact?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So 20 years ago, I was, let's see, it's 2003 on 29 now. So I was uh, nine years old. My, my my mom buys me a GameCube, and one of the first games I got was NBA Live 2003 with Jason Kidd on the cover. Outside of the 76ers, my go-to team were the Sacramento Kings.
0: Oh, that team was tough. Who was on that team? Was that the Vladi Divas team? Page
1: Swankovic? I think Ben Wallace. That's the name um, that sticks out, Ben Wallace. Ben,
0: ben Wallace?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you're going to make me think. Ben Wallace on the Kings. Who was on that Kings team? 2000 what? 2003. Oh, Jesus, Nat. I don't even remember what happened 20 minutes ago. You're asking 2003, good Lord. That's foggy. That's funny, but it's foggy. The King, listen, man. The Kings are a fun team.
1: I I must be wrong. I just looked at Ben Wallace. I can't be right because he was never, according to Wikipedia, he was never a King. I no, he wasn't. Rasheed Wallace? No.
0: No. Rasheed Wallace was never a king outer. I know that for a fact. Damn. She was a Portland Trailblazer D- and, uh Detroit Piston, and he played for someone for like six days in between before getting traded to Detroit.
1: This is going to bother me now. Sac- I'm, it might. Just so go look, look it up. up. 2003, 2003 Sacramento it up. Kings.
0: Go ahead. Look up 2003 Sacramento Kings. The Kings and Warriors played a phenomenal game Saturday night. Kings won 126 to 123. And the other night they played and they won 114, 106. And I love the fact that uh, Darren Fox and Malik Monk, the same backcourt from the Kentucky Wildcats, are together. And they're going toe-to-toe with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. The best two shooters we've had in NBA history, and these two young kids, these young stallions, have no fear, and they are balling with these two. Now, as Nat's looking that up, two thousand three Sacramento Kings. It was Gerald Wallace, by the way. Gerald Wallace. Okay, <laughs> yes, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Nat, give me that roster.
1: The. The two thousand two three Kings, uh Mike Bibby. <laughs> he was my he was one of my go to players on that squad. Uh most of these names I don't remember, but Doug Christie, Keon Clark, Patine Cleaves, uh, yeah, Lawrence Vunderberg Bobby Jackson, Jim Jackson, Damon Jones, Scott Pollard, Brent Price, uh Pedro Stokovic. Uh, Chris. Weber. Bottom, and Chris Weber. Right? I was dominant with Chris Weber. What was her record? The 02-03 Kings were 59 and 23. That team was that team was fired. They, the, they, took, they
0: took the Lakers to game seven that year. That was the year, and now, now it's coming back to me. That was the year the Kings were up in LA. And Kobe, Kobe threw the alley oop dunk the Shaq. And that that that's a that then the Lakers took the lead and then didn't look back on that one. Yeah, Mike, yo, Mike Baby was tough, bro. Mike Baby was tough. Pa- Pedro Stokovic was a marksman. They had the toughness of C Web. And they had they had Bobby Jackson that was just instant points off the
1: bench. Yeah, that, that, that Kings team was live. I remember that team. That I gotta team bust was- out the GameCube again for that man. And you know what? Another fun fact about that game. That game actually had like the real likeness of the NBA coaches, which was I don't know if that was like groundbreaking, but for me that was like wow. They got Larry Brown in the game. Wow, they got Phil Jackson in the game. This is awesome.
0: Well, yeah, back then you know they started creating you know more more real
1: life. Um, unique styles into the video games in some in some sports franchises you still don't have that like the NHL series they still don't have that
0: well yeah they're still trying to catch up people are still trying to get into the
1: NHL and, too actually so, well I mean, another <laughs> argument for another day but and yes. the NHL series actually has more features than the Madden series oddly enough
0: um, Madden, the Madden series is getting a little ridiculous And they need to start fixing some of these glitches But like it, you said, sorry for another
1: day Yeah, it's, it's been ridiculous by the way But you're right, sorry for another day <laughs> Yeah, so
0: anyway you, you know, We gave you the keys to game 3 And uh Let's see if They prevail Listen to Doc, trust your sets Trust each other We on each other Go up three zero. Get Brooklyn in, get Brooklyn out and then Saturday at 1 o'clock, leave Brooklyn home. And y'all come home with your feet up, waiting to see if you play Boston. It's going to be fun. And hey, y'all, I'm your host, Big T. Well, that's from in Nat Marlis. This is Philly Full Court Press. We appreciate you, motherfathers. We'll be back with another playoff episode. Peace.
3: up everyone this is mike o'connell from philly full court press you can find full court press on any streaming podcast platforms follow full court press on twitter at full court 76 and instagram at full court press 76 if you have any questions for us or for the staff email us at Press 76 at gmail.com as always we thank you so much for the support and we truly appreciate it